0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. So glad that you're joining me again today. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's show. And if you haven't been able to listen to it, really encourage you to go to the website and make sure you catch that show. We started out this week. This is the week of men. It's all about men, everything you ever wanted to know about men, everything men wished that you knew about them. And so yesterday we talked a lot about the physiology of men, just the difference in how they think, how they feel, how they act, just the way that God has hardwired them. And, and I think it, you know, it's very helpful when we understand the breed of people. And I always am telling people, it may, I mean, this may sound a little base, but, you know, humans were mammals, and we are more than willing to research the breed of pets, or livestock, or whatever, if we're a zookeeper. You know, what is the best environment for that creature? What's the best way to handle them? What their idiosyncrasies are? Because we want them to have well-being. We want them to enjoy their life. We're taking care of them. And, and so we want to understand them. And I say this to men and women every day in my office. You know, you want to understand the breed. When you understand the breed, they're not so offensive. They're not so weird. They're not so scary or difficult, Once you accept the things that just are inherent in that breed, then you're going to enjoy them much more. And I'm always telling men and women that, yes, there are some things that are inherent in the way that God has created us, but we still need to be the best version of that. We can't use that as an excuse. We can't use that as a a fallback to not really be the best version of who we are. So I like to do research when I put these shows together for you. And I found some pretty good new research that I, I always enjoy knowing more. And sometimes, you know, we, it's kind of all the same thing, but it's explained differently. And I like hearing things in different, in different ways. And so this is from Crosswalk.com, which I really like these, these people that have put that, that site together. They're, they're faith-based people. And this is um, a woman. Her name is Candace Atherton. And she has really done some research. And this one is called, 10 Things I Wish Women Understood About Men. And I like the way she put it together. Now, of course, I'm gonna add my own years of experience and expertise and all these types of things, but I liked some of the ideas that she had. And I wanted to kind of give you just some ideas about this really understanding men better. And there there are about 10 things that that I put together, that I added with her, that that men really wished that you understood about them and what their needs are. And one of the things that we will find is that men rarely ask for affirmation. It's very rare if a man says to you, "Am I okay? Do you like what I'm wearing? Um, you know, do you think I'm a success? Do you think I'm good looking? Do you like me?" Are we okay? You know, it's a rarity when we have men do this. And sometimes we as women, we might think that that's because they don't need it. When actually men, really, they're humans. So even though they're the male version of humans, they really need to be lifted up. And, And I frequently tell women in my office, admiration and respect for men go a long way. That doesn't mean that I respect and admire everything that my husband does. I do respect and admire who he is. And, and I would encourage you women, if, you're, if you don't have that feeling of respecting and admiring who they are at the core of their being, that might be something that you want to visit, you want to check out, you want to figure out what's going on. Because many times we confuse the difference between what they do and who they are. And one of the best ways for women to be that helpmate, that helpmate, right, is to help them be who they are, to see past their blunders, to see past their mistakes, to see past the ways that, that may be harsh or, or seem indifferent or seem insensitive, and look past some of those to who are they really and what are they attempting to do? And when you think about the fact that one of the most largest, biggest needs a man has is that of success, you have to understand that pretty much everything he's doing is an attempt to be successful, because it's a great need for him. So they need to be lifted up. And when you respect them and admire them, and I'm not saying you respect everything they do or admire everything, I'm just saying that you have a feeling of deference toward them a feeling of kindness, a feeling of, wow, this guy's working really hard, even if he's working in all the wrong directions. I respect the fact that he's trying. I admire the fact that he keeps, every time he gets knocked down, he gets back up. I mean, that's one of the most amazing things about men. They just keep trying. They ha- and, and they really want you to know they have a very different style of communication. Men and women are so very different in this area. And the more we understand that, the better. Now, I want you to know I have this talk with men as well about the way that women communicate. We are very different. And understanding that men have probably one word for every 10 that women have and that they rarely pick the right quote-unquote word. And they don't have the need to express themselves and to get affirmation and validation. They don't necessarily need to be on the same page like women do. Because women need to connect. So we always say, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Right? Does that make sense to you? And, and men simply make a statement. And if they're not understood, they're very able to just say, okay, they don't understand me. It's very important that you understand how differently they communicate so that you can look past what might seem harsh and recognize. That if a woman said it that way, that would be a whole different thing. But if a man is saying it, he's really doing the best that he can because men love to succeed. The same thing is with men, even if they are an extroverted man. They need space and they need time alone with other men. One of the ways that men feel like men is if they hang out with men. And I'll tell you, you know, I don't know if I could hang out with a group of men for very long. (laughs) They're pretty harsh and and crude sometimes, and they really don't always care what each other thinks. And they don't necessarily address something that someone said that might have hurt their feelings. It would be very rare that a man would say, hey, that kind of hurt my feelings. So it's a very different world. But when men are with men, they kind of start to reclaim themselves. They feel a little bit better. They don't feel so weird. They don't feel so odd. And, and in our world today, there is a great assault against men. And you would really think, wow, the enemy is really afoot. Because men are the real movers and shakers of the world. It doesn't mean that women don't change the world. We do. If, the, if women were not here, wow, the planet would be a pretty scary place if it was filled only with men. So I want you to understand, though, men's energy is to, they are change agents. And they are change agents, not necessarily always emotionally. Think of the fact that God did not send a woman to do a man's job. He asked Jesus to do it, a mortal man. Because that's a man's job. They take the hits. So when they have time alone with other men, and they get to interact with them, They get to kind of test themselves. They don't have to guard their words so well. It's very relaxing and very energizing for them. So we want to make sure that we give them that time. Now, certainly one of the hardest things for women is sometimes the men in our lives might not always interact with who we would want them to. Sometimes we think that the men they're interacting with are not good, not a good effect, don't have a good effect on them. But we want to really recognize they're grown men. And ultimately, they stand before God for their choices. And many times, they need to figure that out. That, wow, this, this might not be such a great influence on me. I'm not liking so much how it feels. But if we get in the way of that process, their tendency, they don't like to doubt what they think. They don't like to doubt what they feel. So we have to be careful when we're going in and we're saying, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. Because they might think that you think they don't know what they're talking about or you don't have confidence in them. So it's, there are ways to do that. There are ways to say, you know, I understand how much you like to spend time with men and I, li- I know you like to do what it is they're doing. Maybe they're watching football. Maybe they're doing sports. Maybe they're building things. Maybe they're bicycles, motorcycles, cars, whatever. playing poker, whatever it is. One of the things that might help is if you say, I want so much for you to have men that you enjoy and that are like you. I don't know if those guys are so much like you I think you're a great influence on them but I don't know if you always want to put yourself in the position to always be influencing men so it's just a thought think about it and then let it go let it go and if they say what you know are you thinking I'm doing the bad I'm doing bad things you can say this is not about you I'm just talking about I want you to get what you need that's all I trust you One of the greatest needs a man has is to be trusted. They get misperceived all the time in their world. They are constantly having to prove who they are, especially with other men. So when they know you trust them, even though they make huge mistakes sometimes, that you trust who they are to the very core of their being, you end up being their cheerleader. So they certainly, like a teammate, So a woman who's loyal to that marriage, that partnership, that team provides her man with a confidence that she's got his back no matter what. Every man wants to know they've got somebody in their corner. And I've said many times on this show, it's a very lonely world for men. They are quite lonely creatures. And this is why men said, you know, it's not good for a man to be alone. He didn't say that about women. Women, women aren't going to be alone. We're community-oriented creatures. Men are not. Men have tribes, and there's always somebody in charge, and there's a hierarchy. So you want to think about, wow, the confidence that you have in him helps him and encourages him to strive to be a better man. They love to compete, and they'll compete with themselves. And if you're a cheerleader, and you're cheering him on, you're saying, I believe in you, I know that was not your best moment, I'm not happy with the behavior. I'm not happy with with what you did. But I am happy with you. And you are who I picked. You are who I want. And I know you can pull this together. And I know you can fix this. And I have faith in you. And I trust you. And you would never intentionally harm someone. See, those things are so important for men to hear. That we don't think they have a bad heart. They need to hear that. They need to hear that we don't think you're trying to hurt people. You're not a harmful man. And they need to hear those things. If you can't say those things, I would really recommend you talk with someone to either get perspective on your husband or partner or to figure out if he really is not a good man. Because if he's not a good man, I'm not sure you can change him. Because... You can't make a man do anything and I have learned that and I know that and it is a fact. Men are immovable objects. They change if they want to change. Women on the other hand we change because we can't stand the conflict. So many times we will change in ways that are not good for us to fit to get our needs met. So you want to structure gender roles. Because those fuzzy definitions cause a lot of confusion. And that does not mean we are pegging people. That does not mean we're stuffing them into boxes. That means that we're saying, in general, this is what men are like. In general, this is what women are like. And, and I said last week, and I think actually I blundered it, that I say to, to clients frequently, I'll, I'll look at a man and I'll say, you know, you like women, you're attracted to women, you wanted a woman. You've got a woman. This is what women do. And these are things that I am not going to change, and I can't change, and nor am I going to even try to change. I'm going to help her be a good version of that, but this is what women do. This is who they are. And I say the same to women. Look, you're attracted to them. You like them. You wanted one. You've got one. This is who a man is. Now, we want to get a good version of him, but we're not going to change the hardwiring. So this is really important when it comes down also this next thing to sex. You have to understand that you need it. You like it. And for him, he really needs it. This is one of the best ways for him to feel like a man. This does things for men that is unbelievable. I, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to comprehend it. Sex is a wonderful thing. But for men, it's part of really part of their identity. And so he wishes that you would initiate it sometimes, that you would show more interest once in a while. One of the the ways to hurt a man to the core of his being, his heart, is to despise sex. He takes it very personally because he is such a sexual being. And you need to understand... That if you hate sex, if you're disgusted by it, if you're always giving him a dirty look, like seriously, all, that's all you ever want, he's going to take that far more personally than you are. That's who he is. He's going to automatically think you don't want him, that you don't love him, that you're not attracted to him, that he's, that he's not making it. It's the same thing with women. Our appearance... Our appearance is part of the core of our being. You don't like the way we look. You criticize our appearance. It cuts to the very deepest part of who we are. So be careful how you handle his gestures. Be kind. If you're not up for it, you don't want to do it, be kind. Don't say things to him like, oh gosh, here we go again. That's all you ever want. You want to say to him, Honey, I know that's such a wonderful thing for you. And I love it too. And today, I am not up for it. And it has nothing to do with you. I wish I was. Or you can say to him, Hey, can you give me about an hour? Let me try to get my head in that space. Let me see what I can do. Because I love it when we do it. I love it at the end. I'm always so glad we did. I'm just not always there. And I said to a man this was years ago, he was so adamant that I didn't know what I was talking about, that women had the same sex drive as men and they loved it just the same and he couldn't figure out why his wife was being resistant. And I finally had to say to him, listen, if men and women had the same sex drive, if they were the same in this way, nobody would get any work done. They'd be doing it in, in, in the office, they'd be doing it in the closets at work. This is one of the great evener outers of that, that tension, that passion that God created in humans. It tempers itself, but we need to be kind. And we need to not say nasty things about men like they're, you know, they're a freak, they're a sex addict, they're these things, that, you know, that they're, they're a moron, that they're, they're a Neanderthal, that that's all they think about, that that's all they want to do. It is just simply a part of their identity, a very big part of their identity. So think about this. Try to be free of stereotypes. Try to give your brothers in Christ, your husband, your sons, more credit than Homer Simpson. I'm stunned and appalled at what the media has done in the sitcoms that we have out that have made men be the dumbest people on the show the even the kids are portrayed as smarter than the dads and it is a shame it is a blight on our on our society we need to stop doing that with men we need to say that just because they're not as verbal as we are that doesn't make them dumb just because they have a harder time expressing themselves emotionally doesn't mean they're dumb and we need to respect God 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 sent a man Jesus is a man Men are awesome, and we need to love them. So we need to to understand also some of these unspoken truths. Some messages need to be understood without words. When they do something for you, when they really search for a word, okay? When they're trying to understand how you feel, they're trying to be like sympathetic instead of just fix it, because that's what men do. They just want to fix it. They hate women being in pain. They want to fix it. They want to do whatever they can physically or verbally to get you out of that space. They have a harder time just comforting. They're not women. So some of those things they do, you want to notice. Cleaned up the patio, took your car and got it washed. They did laundry when they don't like doing it. They took out the garbage that you hate to take out. They tolerated the pet that you have, right? They recognize that you haven't wanted to have sex for two weeks and they're still nice to you when that's one of their greatest needs and they're foregoing it and they still go to work every day. So we want to see these things that they do because always remember what men do is what they mean. Not necessarily always what they say, but what they do. So look at what they do. And they want to have a life that's free of criticism. Women, we can be so critical. And one of the reasons for that is we are constantly trying to make things better. We want people to get along. We want people to not ever be hurt when they go out of our home. So we want to fix them up. We want to tell them what to do. We want to make them look right. We want to make them act right. We want to make them say the right things. We're wanting them to not be harmed. But it can many times come across as criticism. And it can come across as we don't believe in the men of our lives. That we don't believe they know what they're doing or they don't know what they're talking about. Because the greatest help they need from us is our belief in them. That's the greatest thing you can do for a man is believe in him. When nobody else does, then you've got his back. And he feels it. And he's able to take on the world in a much different manner. So we want to be careful about criticizing, stereotyping. See, and and good men, they really have a deep desire to follow Christ. And what happens is they don't know how to always do it the way that makes sense to us. Sitting around talking about Jesus and praying is very different, difficult for many men, unless they're in the ministry and it comes naturally to them or it's a gift. Most men just want to be good Christian men. They might not love the Bible as much as you do. They might not get things out of it like you do. They might not love devotions and seminars and going and listening to a speaker. Many times men want to do their life, the life that God has given them, and do their life and do it well. So we want them to feel safe with us. We want to make sure that we're not disclosing their secrets. And many times for women, what seems like a secret to them may not seem like a secret to us. We may not think it's that big of a deal to share. But we better make sure that we're really keeping their confidences. So as we end today, we're going we're gonna to really be focusing tomorrow on what we can do. How do we do this? How do we really lift them up? How do we be a teammate? How do we do a different style of communication How do we handle this issue of sex? How do we help to be free of stereotypes in our home? And really create an environment that's free of criticism. And we're gonna, I really wanna promise you women, we're gonna do this for us next week. So hang in there. We're just talking about one side of the relationship this week. And you have no idea how much you affect men and the change that you can have in their life when you do it in a way that makes sense to them and respects them and honors them and they feel safe with you. They will do anything for you when you set it up that way. They love to serve. They love to make things right. So trust the design. Trust the design of how God made men. Let's honor them. Let's love them. Let's lift them up. Let's be cheerleaders for them. God bless you today. Join me tomorrow as we talk more about everything you wanted to know about men and what they really wish you knew. Have a great day. Check out the website. Send the podcast to your friends. I always appreciate your feedback. Have a great rest of your day.
0: To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.